are listening to the Bethel Atlanta Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com. Oh, isn't that beautiful? Yeah, beautiful. Just, uh, just a few words about our uh, 14th anniversary. I, I, um, I'm really excited about where the church is and where we're as a team. In fact, a few months ago, we did a little exercise amongst the team and shared what are our biggest goals, those prophecies over our life, those dreams that we're scared to tell people. And I left so encouraged because your team, your leaders, flowing through organically what's deep inside of them is, is the heart and the vision of this house. And it was coming out of them organically in a way that you couldn't do through a management book or through normal channels. And I left feeling, oh God, this is going to happen. I'm really proud of our church. We've kept the same message, on message. How many of you know we're in a season where it'd be easy to change the message? I have pastors from other cities say, you're meeting in a tent, you're meeting outside. Think of the leadership challenges in today's world. Elections, masks, vaccines, tents, rain, buildings that take a while, transitions of leadership, put it all in a mix, it will, would kill most churches unless the people were amazing and God had a plan. And he does and you are. And so um, we're also marking one year anniversary where um, Lenny and I would hand it over the senior leadership to Lauren and, and she's leading a, 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 as a team, but uh, she's the final say. And so if you've ever been around businesses or churches, the transition, it's not easy. And I tell you, we've had a good year. And uh, it, it isn't, when it's done right, uh, the grandpapas don't go away. They stay, you get the same amount and you just get more of the next generation. More and more, it's not a, and so um, we're endeavoring to model that. So I, I wanna talk about inheritance today. And uh, the message keeps coming at me and I'm, uh, I'm actually kind of undone in the moment. So we'll just see where it goes, okay? But this is a message that has, uh, is part personal testimony, it's part impartation, it's part teaching, and it'll be part whatever else happens, okay? And so if, if, you'll, um, if you'll come with ears to hear and eyes to see, you know, last week we sang a song for about 40 minutes. Amen. You know, not many churches that they just let the worship leaders do that. You know, they tell them like you sing that song four minutes and 27 seconds and don't say anything in between. But we trust our worship leaders to hear the Holy Spirit. And they said, we're gonna settle here. That's what we feel like. And God is saying to us, I want you to open your eyes. I want you to see, I want you to hear. And so I'm, I've been wanting to do that myself. And I've been hearing this message of inheritance. I've been hearing it from apostolic leaders. I've been hearing it in my spirit. 
This message from inheritance says not, it's not really to do necessarily with money and land. And in fact, um, you could say, why would you be speaking on inheritance? Because I, I don't come from money. And I, so I, you know, I don't have, my granddaddy was a cotton picker in Mississippi. We don't come from money. And I come from a broken home. I don't come from five, seven generations of pastors. My parents were split when I was a kid. They, mom and sister moved to England when I was seven. Both parents remarried, divorced, remarried, divorced. I'm a product of five divorces. What do I have to say about inheritance? I don't come from money. What do I have to say about inheritance? I'm still alive. What do I have to say about inheritance? And I have a lot to say. In fact, I'm going to tell stories. And we know that the testimony of Jesus is a spirit of prophecy. And in these stories, these testimonies, they're actually prophesying over you. And those who have ears to hear and see, you can grab those. You can take those. They can be yours. So um, I'm just, I believe that um, the God is going to open our eyes. And so um, I know I told you about that Ephesians scripture. I'll do it later, but let's do it right now. If we could, Ephesians 1, verse 17, Ephesians 1, 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Let's stop right there. That, the, that God would give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation. I've known two pastors that have randomly told me that this they prayed every, almost daily for a spirit of wisdom and revelation. And it struck me that those same two, I would put as the most revelatory and wise people I've ever known. And that makes me wish I had prayed that prayer every day of my life. But you and I can start praying that prayer Bill Johnson said, I, I pray that prayer almost every day. And he's a revelatory, wise person. And, and so your prayers avail much. You, when you lay your hands on your children, when you kneel down by their bed and lay hands on your children, as you say prayers over them, they avail much. And I just felt to encourage these prayers that you've been praying, you're praying for a sister that's not saved and I, we get tired, you, you come back. Your prayers avail much. Don't stop praying over your kids. The six or seven main prayers that Lenny and I prayed over where we kneel down and pray and lay hands on our kids, they've all happened. All of them have happened. I wish I'd prayed more. They avail much. So it gives us the spirit of wisdom, and revelation. And I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. Wasn't that what we were singing for 40 minutes last week? Open our eyes, God, open our eyes. Let us, our hearts be open. But today, the eyes of our hearts as a church together 
are going to be enlightened, opened with spirit of wisdom and revelation to this subject of inheritance. And you'll know what is the hope of his calling. I pray we leave every one of us with more hope today. And what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? talking to John Donaldson this week and that as we were reading a verse about revelation and wisdom, he had revelation. Like that's, that's, do you, did you catch that? You are his inheritance. In Deuteronomy, it says you're his portion. Think it's crazy. He made the heavens and the earth in a in of one sound, one voice, one word. He created heavens and earth and you take the highest peak, the most beautiful ocean, the most beautiful sand beach, the most beautiful animals in Africa. You take all of creation, Antarctica, the deepest depths of the ocean. And he, he said, I'm gonna isolate you as the crown of my creation and you are my inheritance. This inheritance message is so deep. It's like we're inheriting him. He's inheriting us. We're getting spiritual inheritance from each other. You're receiving a spiritual inheritance today. There's physical inheritance and God sees and God cares. He sees and he cares and he's been He's been kind of blowing me away with memories from 20 years ago that I can only assume are the Holy Spirit. And he's saying, that's an inheritance you forgot. So this week, I've been thinking about inheritance a lot. Lindy's mama passed away a few weeks ago. That gets you thinking about inheritance. I've been thinking about my mom, my dad, her mom, her dad, more in the last week than Normal, right? I'm preaching on inheritance or mama passed away. I'm thinking about my parents a lot. And during the message, Mama Gigi comes up. Mama Gigi has in the past said, Lord told me to be a mom to you. And Mama Gigi says, I, what do I need to do? I stand up, Mama Gigi, so everybody knows Mama Gigi. Mama Gigi. So... Y'all give her a clap. Yes. <laughs> and Mama Gigi starts crying over me in worship today. I don't know, five, 10, 15 minutes. And the Holy Spirit's like, you've been thinking about your mamas and daddies. And she just came up. So isn't it beautiful? He's been reminding me of stories. You have your stories, but me sharing the story is gonna open up your stories where you see, where the Holy Spirit says, that was inheritance. This one's kind of personal. Just minutes ago, I felt like the Lord reminded me when I was dating Lindy, 18 years old, 18-year-old hormones. You know where this is going. And I remember, um, how many of you know you can have all your clothes on and still be in lust and still cross the line? And I remember going home one night feeling 
that Holy Spirit screaming, warning, 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 that a, literally feeling a spirit, a demonic spirit. And I remember our, our conversations like, oh, we need to create some boundaries or this could be bad. We need to create some boundaries or uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to violate this, this great man's daughter, this daughters of the Lord. We need to create some boundaries now. And remember our conversations like, we do it now or we won't be able to, to make demands on our children. And the Holy Spirit this morning says, your son Joshua just got married, 31 years old, good looking young man, walked down the aisle with purity and gave, honored that young lady's father, young lady's heavenly father and brought something a gift that he paid a heavy price for. And the Holy Spirit's whispering, when you're 18, you're digging wells of inheritance. Has nothing to do with money. When I was 20, I was um, or eight, actually 18 again. This was 20. This story now is 18. I was at Georgia Tech, and I was the second quarter in calculus. And I didn't have that great of school background. We moved as an army officer's kid every year, year and a half of my life, and good school, bad school, no continuity. And when I got to that school, I was over my head. A lot of the kids had studied a lot of calculus. I'd never had it. And this professor, Professor Vader was his name. <laughs> First name, Darth. His job was to fail a quarter of the class, and he was, I was in the bottom fourth that made the top three-fourths possible. And, and I was failing, and I, I was a good student. I was a straight-A student in high school. I'd never made B in math, and I'm making a D minus F. And I'm a baby Christian, and I'm screaming to God like, why, I'm working hard, and I'm a Christian. What's going on here? I'm working as hard as I can. And there was this, this guy, I didn't really know him, but he was just breezing through making A pluses. And, and I'm sophomorically whining to God, like, I'm a Christian, I don't know what he is, and he's making an A and I'm making a D. I'm just, just whining. And I, I didn't sense any answer from the Lord other than just, you're gonna have to work it out. somehow got a C minus and we just, but that, that grind of being in a school like that with not the best education meant six, seven, eight hours a day of studying, three or four hours every day in the same booth in, a, in, a, um, in the library in a little cube. It was not fun, it was a grind. My four kids went to the same school and breeze through the math. Had a fabulous math teacher in high school and the best in the country. She, she was incredible and she prepared them and they worked really hard. And one day the Holy Spirit said, remember, this was like 25 years later, 
does he do that to you? Like, you know, something that seems so inconspicuous. Hey, you remember that guy in calculus? 20 years later, uh, yeah. Your kids became that kid. It's a message of inheritance. Like you were digging wells when you were 18 years old for people to come. They breezed through and made A's like that kid. He's been reminding me of stories of inheritance because he sees and he cares. I felt inheritance when I married Lindy. It was my dream to have some roots. Army brat, moving all the time, never grew up around uncles, cousins, no grandparents around, and just uh, a fairly quiet household, broken home. I wanted family, I wanted roots. Anybody relate? When I married Lindy, her family had roots. Her family was well thought of. There were a bunch of yahoos chasing after that girl. And when she chose me, I had instant credibility and roots in her community. Like, you married Lindy? You must be okay. <laughs> in one vow, in one ceremony, in one I do, I got 30 years of roots and credibility. It's inheritance, has nothing to do with money. Her papa, right down the road, bought, within a few weeks of the day I was born, he bought 160 acres on Sandy Creek Road for $50 an acre. And if you married one of the girls, all five kids at their wedding were given a five-acre plot of land. Inheritance. I'm like, I get the girl and the land. <laughs> Throw me in that bar patch. And so one of the kids built on their property and there were five lots right along the road, right together. And so there were four lots remaining and another one of the kids was about to build, but he didn't like the lot he gave and Paul Paul gave the next four lots in order of age, oldest to youngest. And he didn't really love his lot, so he said, could I have another one? Now, her dad was a lot nicer than me. I would have said, oh, heck no. <laughs> Take it or leave it. He said, okay, we'll just do a lottery. We'll do a... We'll cast lots, we'll draw straws. So there are four straws with four kids' names on it and four lots. And the first one pulls a straw, looks at the name, and the oldest one got the first lot again. And the second one pulled, and the second oldest got the second lot again. And the third one, the third one, the fourth one, and the fourth one. You math geeks would know that that's four factorial or one in 24 chance that those four lots would land that way. And I thought, we all thought, God, you must care. 
You must care how dad did this and mom did this. You must, you, God sees and God cares. And my, I tell you that story because it's just a little bit of land with just a normal family just around the corner. It's okay to think, you know, Joshua and Moses, and we're gonna give the 12 tribes to this people. And if you go back and read that, he's very particular, like that tribe, I give you that land and don't be giving it to another tribe. There's lots of details like God sees and God cares. I have no trouble believing that, but how about us? Like in 2021 and just us, we're not talking about the River Jordan. We're just talking about a little bit of land on Fayette County. God sees and he cares. And if he cares about a kid from a broken home who came from no money, if he cares about what inheritance he gives and what he sees, he cares about yours too. That's part of the message. God sees and he cares. When Lindy and I were being called to go to the school of ministry, one day I heard the spirit of the Lord say, stop your job and move to California, go to the school. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense. I'm having a really good year. but I knew it was the Lord and it didn't stop. And the next day we were at a little conference and the team got to be prophesied over and Chris Fallaton prophesied over. He said, I see you changing houses. The only day in 20 years I had thought about leaving my house, a prophet says, I see you changing houses. And that was enough to get us to put our old stuff in a van and go because we're a house that says we hear God's voice and we run to obey. That's who we are. That's part of our inheritance. Together as a family. But he also prayed in that prophecy, I see inheritance papers being fixed. And I told you how my mama moved to England. She went there with nothing and no education but I inherited from her some grit and some drive. And she started building B&Bs and flipped to one, to a two bedroom, to three, to bigger, to bigger. And toward the end, she had a small hotel that was ranked the top in the country. She was a woman of excellence. We have a call for excellence on our church. We're going to be a people of excellence. Inheritance has nothing to do with money. But my sister and I, through strange circumstances, received no inheritance from a successful mom. Not because we were written out of the will, just something happened. And when I heard that, I thought, God, you're fi God, you saw. And you saw to tell a prophet of God, I'm going to fix your inheritances, the papers.
You know, sometimes God prophesies in the natural, but there's a spiritual line too, and they're both true. Two, two things can be true in different realms, amen? Later, I, I felt like the Lord said, you know, I saw you changing houses. Yeah, you, you moved houses. You moved out of your house. But I moved you from one spiritual family into a Bethel family. I moved you into a spiritual house. And, he, and lately he's been saying, yeah, I may be fixing the inheritance about, about your mama, but I also rewrote the paperwork of your spiritual inheritance of the house you were in. Because you have a spiritual inheritance. Spiritual inheritance flows through honor. It throws, flows through faith, honor, and to honor something, I have to acknowledge it or see it. So when I, when I say, I love being part of the Bethel family and Bill Johnson as an apostolic, because out of honor, I feel like I get some of the things they have purchased and I don't have to pay for it. That's inheritance. You get things you don't pay for. And God doesn't mind that. Like he's for this. So, uh, you know, we, you ought to get in line. Like you get in line for spiritual inheritance. I, I want it. If it comes through faith and hunger, put me at the front. Coach, I want to be faithful. I want to be hungry. There are great things in that family. There's a family that says, we have core values and you get to walk in them through faith and honor. You get great people like Leif and Sherry and so many others. Leif says, Leif would not be here if that wasn't a good family line. Right? And there are things that come with that, that Bill was just writing some of our family traits on a napkin one day. Nothing is impossible. That's one of your family traits. God is in a good mood. Aren't you glad? Most of us didn't believe it the first time we heard that statement. Jesus won ultimate victory on the cross. Complete, total victory. You are significant. You didn't hear that in church your whole life. And that you can prophesy and that you can heal the sick. And then your sons and daughters of the most high God and that we can have preeminently the presence of God will be named amongst us and we are revivalists and we carry the fire of God and when we hear his voice we run and obey and when we worship we worship radically because we know we change things with our worship these are characters and we're generous and we're people of honor these are the things we get by faith by being part of this family I love it So he's changing those things. Lindy and I 
we're trying to downsize our house the last year or so. We, we tried to sell our house right in the middle of COVID, early 2020, didn't sell our house, moved out of an apartment, tried to, had to move back in, got a stager, paid a lot of money to fix, did everything they said, got the number one real estate agent for the last 30 years in South Atlanta, did everything right, great house, didn't sell. 40 people came to see it. Nobody bought it. The price was pretty low. Couldn't give it away. And then, the, oh, there's a couple of people want it now. <laughs> Mike and Laura, they, they'll take it. So, couldn't give it away. And the last five or six people that were coming to see it secretly, independently of each other, Lindy and I were hoping, praying they wouldn't like it or buy it. God, after all that time and money and energy and work, God changed our heart. And we fell in love with our house again. And we said, we stay and we're just so happy, but it's inheritance. Maybe the Lord said, no, you, there's a story behind that house. There's a story about that lot that got pulled. And I'm not ready for you to leave that yet. You, you're, you're missing me. You're just trying to make some money or make your life easier. <laughs> you're trying to downsize. You're tired of maintenance. You, you, you miss it. We couldn't be happier. God sees and he cares about you and your inheritance, what you receive and what you give as much as you think it's insignificant. It's not. We see it in marriage. So uh, my youngest son, we could pull up that picture. Joshua and Abby, he got married this year. Is the picture showing up? So what happens in marriage? Abby takes on a name. She gets adopted into a family. She gets full rights and privileges from day one. She's in the will from day one. There's no prenup. There's no warm-up. There's no graduation. You're in. She's inheriting in a covenant vow. And when you came to Christ, you're inheriting in a covenant vow. Much bigger than this earthly stuff we're talking about. In fact, on another session, another message, Jesus on the cross won access from the Father. Father said, I'm giving you all things. Remember those scriptures? We won't take time right now. Jesus got all things, access to all things as an obedient son. And Jesus's children, his brothers, his, the sons and daughters of King, they have access to what Jesus won. You have access. You have access. When I start feeling sorry for myself, I need to remind myself, wait a minute, I have access. There's no self-pity if you have full access. 
There should be no unforgiveness amongst the saints for what he did for us on the cross. There should be no self-pity amongst the saints. We have full access. Your sons and daughters of the most high God. He loved you with an everlasting love. He chose you. And when he brought you in, he gave you full rights and privileges. You're, there was no prenup. There's no, you got to walk through these hoops. Well, we'll make, we might accept you in three or four years. That's not kingdom. You're in. It's the greatest kingdom ever. It's the greatest family ever. You're, you get rights and privileges. You have inheritance from the Father and you have inheritance from your friends. You have inheritance here spiritually in this apostolic house. You have inheritance. And so do I. Let's pull up the uh, Romans verse and we'll, we'll end with this. So Romans 8. I can't get away from Romans 8, not that I'm trying to. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you've received a spirit of adoption. This is the spirit you've received. We cry out, Abba. We cry out, Daddy, Father, Papa. Papa, as Leif says. And the Spirit is testifying with our spirit that we're children of God. Ephesians 1, it says you've been, when you accept Christ, you've been sealed with the Holy Spirit. That Spirit is testifying with my spirit. The Spirit of Steve is being testified. The Holy Spirit who has sealed us as we believe, he's testifying that you're born again. He's telling you, when I, as a 17-year-old kid, that verse became alive. Like, I, I said something in my heart, the back of a little hippie church. And the Spirit began testifying with my spirit that I'm born again. And he will you too. And if we're children of God and if children, we're heirs and heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. If, in, if indeed we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. If one of the ways the Lord speaks to me is through divine coincidence. And as you read scriptures, you'll see links. And I'm seeing links in the scriptures between glorified and suffering. Glorified, I never understood that word, but it, it, it means taking on heavenly dignity. You'll take on his heavenly dignity, but we have to be willing to suffer with him. One of the things I've seen as we've pastored this church and we've had more than 150 guest speakers, close to 200, probably 100 different ones. Most of them five-fold ministers, pastors, teachers, evangelists. Who are the others? Apostles and prophets? I've been amazed and surprised Everyone has a story where they've had to overcome, really not easy, overcoming some level of suffering. 
And this inheritance is tied to overcoming. Victors, overcoming, come into the inheritance of the saints. Living holy lives, coming in to the inheritance of the saints. It is a great reward. It is fabulous. And your destiny is holy, heavenly dignity that you would be wrapped in that as a son and daughter of the Most High God, as a queen, as a son, as an inheritance. And so my prayer, I've just released, Lord God, I just release a grace or a revelation for the stories in each one of our lives where you were building inheritance, building it that we would give it away, building it that we would receive. The stories in each life, Lord, release that grace. Release the belief and the grace that, God, you are big enough to give us access to all that Christ won on the cross. He won complete and total victory. And I am significant for that reason because he said so. Let me have the faith to believe that. We're called to be warriors. We're called to be overcomers. We're called to be ones who've inherited a kingdom. And all the people said, amen, amen. And I, I just felt a, just a, a really short word for the, those international missionaries that, that we're a part of. And, um, and we have two here today and yeah, with life and... I don't know if Heidi's here and Sherry is here. It's, you won't need to record it. It won't be that long. It'll be good enough to record. How about that? And who else, Lauren? Michael and Jan Coots, the Atwaters, who will be here in a couple of weeks, and Harry Rios. Yes, and so, and Heidi Winter. So I just felt like um, we're blessed to be running with missionaries who are dreamers, and doers. And I, there's a story, a testimony of dreaming and doing that um, they get to walk in as a part of this house. And uh, they've already done, if you listen to their stories, they've already dream, dreamed, dreamt fabulous dreams and done amazing things. But that we're not done yet. The biggest dreams are ahead of you. The biggest doing is ahead of you. We're a house of dreams. We were born out of a dream. The very nature of this house was born out of a dream. I'm going to end with a testimony of Lindy's mom and daddy. So 34 years ago, her daddy was a doctor, a cardiologist. He came home and they met in a living room, and, and they said, he said, you know, I wish there was a way that people could die with more dignity. I don't like this, the way my, my patients feel like some of them die without dignity. So they dreamed about a hospice, and now it's Southwest Christian Care. And if you ever had a chance to go there, it's hard not to find someone in this South Atlanta who's not had a family member touched by Southwest Christian. 
they provided care for free. It's beautiful, it's clean, it's wonderful, it's dignified. And a few weeks ago when her mama was taken to the hospice, maybe a few months now, they, all the staff came out and lined the road between the car and the front door and gave her flowers and a standing ovation. Not because she was a founder. This is what they do for everyone. And a few months later when she passed and the funeral home came to take her, and they wheeled her to the vehicle. The entire staff was there honoring her, standing like a parade. 4,400 people have been served in that hospice, dying with another measure of dignity, started by a dream in your house. And her mama was honored. And her mama died with dignity. In Romans 8, 29, it gets even better than that. Those whom he foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to this image of his son. Those he called, he justified. Those he justified, he glorified. And she took on, when she saw the face of Jesus, she took on a heavenly dignity. Much more than even the hospice could provide. A dream 34 years ago, a dreamer and a doer like our missionaries changed the world. That's who we are. That's our family together. You are the inheritance and God is inheriting you because he sees something beautiful in you. The revelation of that is if he's inheriting you and he sees through our stuff and he says you are the crown of creation, then we should look for the gold in each other. We should not judge each other. We should not get on social media and trash each other. We should honor. Because if he sees it, we get to see it. And if we don't see it, yes, yet go to the beginning of the verse. Give me the revelation, God. Give me the revelation you have so that I look at my brother and sister the way you do because you see us as the crown of creation. That's part of who we are. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you all. You know, we're so honored uh, to have Leif as a, internationally known as an apostle of love. And so uh, he just asked that we'd give a blessing. And I, I just, I'd like both of us to do that. So he asked me to do, I want him to do that. So we've talked about inheritance. In Proverbs 31, it says the family rose up for that great woman of God in Proverbs, that Proverbs 31 woman. The children rose up and blessed her. <laughs> Ooh, that's good. It happened. God, 
Mama Gigi, bless you. Bless you, Mama Gigi. And we, I'm rising up and I'm blessing you. Bless your heart. I know you're receiving it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mama Gigi, you're a mama. Mama Gigi carries something, and if through honor and through being part of this family, you can get something from Mama Gigi. In great families, you're, the old are honored, the young are celebrated. We don't tolerate each other, we celebrate each other. If we see in this spirit, if we see like God. I just felt uh, there's a holy moment uh, right now. And while Steve was sharing, it just came to my spirit uh, in the old building. Actually, if some of you remember, we were hosting and uh, we were doing one of the GMA events here. And then Sean Bowles, he, he was speaking at our event and he spoke at our church service. And he told a story in the church service that I think is very important for us because it just came to my spirit while Steve was speaking. But he was talking about that his dad uh, was taking his sister out on a date. And then afterwards, when the sister came home, he says, can I, can I see the receipt? And it was $241.70. So Sean knew that at that moment, when he is going to go on a date with dad, he was wise enough, he knew what he had access to. And I just felt that even there, when we're hearing this story, and there was a holy thing when Steve was sharing some of the testimony and some of the stories, even some of the inheritance that we have, not just from the Bethel family, but also what Steve and Lindy have paid. There's something that is available for us, but I feel today we need to look at the receipt. And we need to look at the receipt because through covenant relationship, it is a family thing. And where you honor, you have access. You honor a prophet, you have access to the prophetic. So I felt that Steve was supposed to release the Father's blessing. I was about to explode on the inside, just waiting because there were several things he shared. I just knew I want to look at his receipt. The receipt he has with the Father. So when I go to the Father, there are certain breakthroughs. There was two specific things that came to my spirit. So if we could stand up and just honor Steve and honor the journey and honor how he took a seed that has become a tree. And and you want to release a blessing too? Yeah, let's just hold out our hands. Father, we just, uh, I just sense a privilege this morning. That one generation has paid so another generation can play. But I thank you, Father, that there's also going to be that generation that will pay so the next generation will play. And when we have three generations, we will transform this city and nations. And I just wanted to honor, I honor the roots. And when we honor the roots, we will be entrusted with the fruits. So, Father, I just thank you for the tears even of intercessors that is produ producing rain this morning. Whew. Holy, holy, holy spirit. So Father, just even as I was just honoring Steve and Lindy and, and their family and their grandkids, I just even asking right now from the finances and the financial blessing 
to the health, to covenant relationship. Father, all of the things that was mentioned here today, Father, I just even ask you at this moment that none of the people in here is supposed to struggle with any of those areas when we can look on the receipt and realizing that we are part of a family. When the enemy attacks one of us, he attacks all of us because we are family. And I thank you that the immune system of the family is going to be so healthy that no stage four cancer can live in here. I thank you, Father, even at this moment, there is healing in his presence. Be healed in the name of Jesus. There is freedom in his presence. Be free in the name of Jesus. There is abundance in his presence. So I'm just releasing the spirit of abundance to rest upon you. And I'm just asking right now that uh, both the covenant, that you're going to have both the robe and the ring, but don't forget the ring. The robe gets you to heaven, but the ring brings heaven to you. And I thank you, Father, for the wedding band that we are not coming for another date with Jesus. We are married to Jesus. And we just want to thank you so much for covenant and for the covenant relationship we get to have with you and one another. And I thank you for this uh, Papa and this spiritual grandpa of this house. And Father, we are just ready now to receive a Father's blessing that is going to unlock the destiny of sons and daughters. Yes, thank you, Leif. Thank you, Leif. And, um, and before I release that blessing, I'm just remembered that um, Bill Johnson prayed over all the pastors, prayed over Lauren and all the other Bethel, four or five pastors around the world. He said, and he released inheritance. And we release that today. The prayer of Bill, they said, there's breakthrough coming releasing breakthrough, and he said, We're, we in Reading are getting unmerited favor, things we didn't pay for, and he said, I release it to you. So we release that to each individual family, right down through honor, through grandpapa, papa, down to every member. And we release a grace that says, God, you, you know how to take us from one status to the next. There's a grace to take us. There's a grace to have more than enough. There's a grace to be generous. There's a grace to say, I'm going to go after the supernatural. I'm going to be a supernatural people. We release a grace. We release a grace that says, we dream and we do. We release a grace that we stand tall as righteous in, in the robe of righteousness, but fighting to be sanctified, to be holy ones, to be the ones that come to you with clean hands and a pure heart. We release a grace. We release a grace to love each other and that our families would stay together. We release a grace that our families would marry well and stay together. Release a grace that we would leave an inheritance to our children and our children's children. We release a grace for, for the spiritual gifts, for spiritual things, for the things that money can't buy. And we release a grace for land and property and money that they would have more than enough. You're the miracle working God. You're the one. You're the one that takes broken homes and makes joyous families. You're the one that takes lack and takes more than enough. You're the God that became poor that you might be rich. Rich in him. 
So bless you, bless you, bless you. Bless you with the courage of a grandpapa that died behind enemy lines for his country. Bless that courage in us. We take that by faith. So let's just pray for a few minutes together. Pray out loud. If you receive that prayer, pray out loud. Pray in English, pray in a tongue. God, you're the one, the great God. You say you receive it by having the courage to pray out loud. I don't care if you've never prayed out loud, pray out loud right now. At home, pray out loud. The God of inheritance, the God who cares, the God who sees. There's no one too small that he doesn't see and he doesn't care. Continue to pray. So Lord, we just receive that communion again that we took, your body broken for us your blood that comes and makes us clean and whole, restored at the foot of the cross, at the foot of the cross, we become restored, clean, holy in your eyes, holy in your eyes. We're a clean people. Who can ascend to the hill of the Lord? Those who have a clean hand and a pure heart. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Dan. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. To stay connected with Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com.